Today's episode, we're going to talk about why you're never going to retire and how to get ready for taxes. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. I am the founder and CEO of Q Consolidated Limited. We focus on investing and creating businesses in media and entertainment, finance, investing, and insurance, education and e-learning, art, music, and the humanities, earth and human sustainability and advancement, and earth and space exploration and transportation. Our current businesses include 3-2-Warrior Academy, Q Financial, Age of Radio, and Merlin, the smartest way to track your crypto, to name a few. You can find me on all socials at Age of Jeremy, except on X, it is Age of Jeremy Q, and on Facebook, for some odd reason, it's Cesar Jeremy Quintanilla. There are links to all of this in the episode description. If you are new to this podcast, this is all about the trials and tribulations I go through to build my business empire, and I hope you pick up some wisdom along the way. I also have guests that share their trials and tribulations, becoming content creators, and the adventures they have gone through to become entrepreneurs. If you want to see Coach JV's financial blueprint, my business partner at 3 Warrior Academy, there is a link in my link tree in the episode description. It is a warrior's guide to financial freedom, and it is absolutely free. Please also join my Q Consolidated channel, which I recently renamed Dope Updates in my Age of Jeremy Instagram account, and there is where I provide extra insight on the things I have going on in business and in my life. Hopefully, you will find some wisdom in it. It is free to join, and I hope you can hear my amazing dogs, Kylo and Bane, yapping it up in the background, and I'm not going to redo it because they want their voices heard as well. Also, make sure to check out ageofradio.com. We are changing a lot of things with Age of Radio. We're doing podcast news updates on the Age of Radio versus Instagram. We finally have our YouTube Age of Radio going with those news updates as well, and we will be linking in all those RSS feeds. So head on over to YouTube right now, type in ageofradio.com, follow that YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see all of our ads, all of our ads, all of our podcasts in one easy place because we have over a hundred different podcasts um, with thousands of episodes, and they are all going to be on there being able to fill your ears with joy. You can also join our amazing community of content consumers and content creators at our Addicted to Podcasting Facebook group. All are welcome. All right, let's jump into this episode. So the first thing that I want to talk about are many young Americans don't see a path to retirement. And this is an article by Suzanne Woolley that came out at the end of January in Bloomberg's. And I think that it's really important because a lot of the younger generation don't really see a path to retiring. Inflation is essentially skyrocketing. In Arizona, it's very difficult to get a house. The average house cost in Arizona is around $400,000. And if you are making, I don't know, 15 to $25 an hour, you probably can't afford a $400,000 house. And so this article talks a little bit of reasons why they feel that they can't reach retirement. Uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about some things that we can do for retirement uh, and maybe kind of rethink right now, possibly, you know, some of the expenses that you could do to put more tor towards some other items. 
So for younger generations in the U.S., it's difficult to imagine retiring. Roughly 21% of Americans ages 22 to 34 said retirement is out of reach or not part of their plan in a recent TIAA Institute survey, and it's not hard to see why. Good entry-level jobs are getting harder to come by, student debt burdens are daunting, and the cost of living is extremely high. Videos and TikTok detail a so-called silent recession or even a silent depression as millions juggle increased costs on everything from auto insurance and food to rent and utilities. And when struggling with short-term financial pressures, focus on a far-off retirement goal can take a back seat. If you ask younger generations what financial actions they've taken over the past year, many made attempts to remove some debt and improve their credit score, and that comes at expense of saving for retirement, said Surya Kaluri of the TIAA Institute. Surya, if you ever hear this, I apologize. I butchered your name. The research organization's report released Thursday, so this was back in, what, January, detailed a downbeat attitude among many young Americans. Almost two-thirds said they don't believe they have access to the same opportunities as everyone else. Only 27% agreed that they live in a fair and just society, which we don't technically live in a fair and just society, so you have to learn how to play the game. One opportunity many young Americans don't feel will be there for them is the ability to rely on Social Security, which no one should rely on Social Security. Fewer than half of younger generations considered income from Social Security as a way to fund retirement, compared with 64% of those surveyed who plan to retire and 73% of retirees. Younger generations instead plan to rely more heavily on retirement accounts, such as 401ks, which I'm not a fan of 401ks, and I'll explain why in a minute. Many workers in the gig economy, however, lack access to 401ks and instead fund IRAs, which I'm okay with. I mean, I have different IRAs. But while the IRS annual contribution limit for 401 contributions is 23000 and companies often match some or part of that contribution, the IRA limit is far lower at 7000 for a traditional IRA. While more than two out of five of all respondents cited being unable to save as the reason why they don't plan to retire, 13% wanted to avoid boredom, 10% cited career enjoyment, and 7% were concerned about filling a lack of purpose. This is a survey of 1,684 adults between the ages of 18 and 75, was fielded from May 19th to June 11th by IPSOS. IPSOS, I don't know exactly what that is, so if you know, give me a, I guess... DM and let me know what Ipsos is. And I'm not going to look it up. I should look it up, but I'm not going to. You can DM me. Or maybe if I see it again, I will look it up then later in time. So I want to say that, yes, I think that it, I think a lot of it is that we see a lot of lifestyle and what is happening on social media. And that is not really indicative of what actually happens inside of the world. Everybody should get an education and everybody should focus on creating their education with that thing being their career path with the understanding and learning how to make others sources of income and investments over time. One of the things that you should always separate is investments and retirement. And I think that if people really had a good idea of what they needed to retire with, what was super realistic to have a decent life into retirement, and they know what that number is, and they start saving that sooner rather than later, there will be an opportunity for them 
in in retirement. I don't like the concept of retirement because it makes it seem like we work until a specific point in time and then we don't do anything. That's the way that we're taught. We're taught that you have to work, 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 and then you stop and then you don't do anything and you live forever. You live until you just die without any real purpose. And so when people ask me about retirement, I don't have, as far as traditional retirement, like my grandparents, my grandfather probably retired in his late fifties, maybe in his sixties. And he traveled for a little bit after that, but essentially he has done nothing for the last, I want to say, 40 years. Not saying like he didn't do things that he enjoyed. I'm just saying that like there was, they weren't making any money anymore. They relied on their retirement. Like you can still go and do things after your retirement to find and joy and to have purpose and to create things in the world. Retirement isn't like a thing. It's like your life is the thing. Build your life and keep building your life doing the things that you want to do. Now, I will say that inflation is getting out of hand. I went and bought almond butter the other day. It was $21 for almond butter at Sprouts. That is fucking ridiculous that almond butter was $20. I remember about 10 years ago, it was $8, which I still thought was outrageous back then. And then I saw in the five years ago, it was $16. Now it's $21. Maybe it wasn't ever $8, but it was definitely $16 at one point in time. That is ridiculous. So we do have a really high problem with inflation. And the problem is, is that if they end up printing more money to take care of some of our debt, we're just going to get into ridiculous, continue to get into ridiculous amounts of inflation. They're going to have to raise taxes and they're going to have to get a lot of this money out of the system if we're going to curb inflation. Now, inflation has kind of curbed over this last year compared to the years before, but it's still not where it needs to be. And the problem is, is that capitalists tend to, when they are able to raise the prices, they will raise them for what they need and then they will not lower them. And that is one of the biggest problems with capitalism because it's all about profit. And then it does certain things like this, where it places people out of living and not able to get the things that they need to do. Now, as it relates to a home, it sucks. But if you do extra work and save and save and save and learn on other ways to make money through doing different works, Dave Ramsey, he said it one time, and I know it sucks, but this is really the truth. This is what I do and did and still kind of, well, I just do this because I have so much going on. But Dave Ramsey said, like, what I would do in your situation, I would work 80 to 100 hours a week and get my shit taken care of. And that sounds like fucking shit, and it shouldn't be that way, but unfortunately it is. And that's the thing that we can do to save more money, pay off our debt, start savings for retirement. The other thing is, is that always make sure that you're saving for retirement. I cannot stress that enough. There are lots of different vehicles for retirement. One of the ones that I think that works much better than the 401k is uh, um, index universal life insurance. Now it is life insurance. It's not a retirement. So it doesn't meet the tax code for retirement, but it meets the tax code for life insurance. And there is a cash value that is indexed against a, a, a stock market. So when that stock market goes up, the, the company pays you into that cash value based off of what it was, what it was indexed against. So if it was indexed against the S and P 500 and the S and P 500 went up 19%, you would get 
a whatever 19% return or whatever the cap return is, depending on the life insurance company that you go with. And it stays there and you have a death benefit. Is it more than probably what you would pay for term? Of course, but you have this cash value that's building up inside of it. And what the difference is between that and 401k is if needed, you can borrow against that, not have to pay it off because it could come off of the death benefit, depending on how you borrow the money from the cash value piece of it. And then you would just have to pay the interest points on it. But a lot of the time, those interest points are taken off of the interest that you, not really the interest, but the cash you would have got from the index going up. So for instance, if the index went up 9% and you had a 2% loan that you had to pay to the insurance company from the money that you borrowed, which you don't have to put as capital gains or anything like that because it's debt, right? There was nothing that was gained in that transaction and it's not an income level event or a tax event, then you would get the 9% from the life insurance company and the 2% would go, they would keep the 2%. So you would just get 7%. And then you could take the loan off of the back end on the death benefit. And what's great about it, because it's your money, you don't have to qualify for it. So there is a possibility to build up this cash value. So if you have children and your children are young, get them into these types of products now so that by the time they're 18, they're, they're have million dollars saved up or 500 or 300,000. And what's also great about it is you can borrow that to pay for their education and you don't have to pay any taxes on that and you don't have to pay it off because it could come from off of their death benefit. So there are lots of vehicles out there that we don't educate anybody on. And we need to do a much better job educating people on the other things besides 401ks, besides our IRAs, and besides life insurance. There are lots of different things in every but he has a specific situation and there are lots of tools in the toolbox that we could utilize if people take the time to learn and educate, but they don't because, excuse me, because they don't have time. They don't know where to go. And that is one of the reasons why with our insurance company, and again, like I said, it's not just about selling insurance. It's about selling, setting people up so that they don't have to work. <clears throat> there are people that are out there, excuse me, there are people that are out there that are 60 and 70 years old that are that are still driving Uber, that are driving because they don't have money. And the other great thing about the life insurance, right, is there is a bottom, there's a floor on it. Um, so if it goes down, right, you don't lose your principal. And so the problem with having it in a 401k is you have to time, you have to time your life right. Because if you were going to retire in 2008, you couldn't have retired because you would have lost 50% of your 401k basket and you could have had to work the rest of your fucking life. And that is the world that we are living on because we are not educating people on all of the things. And again, I'm not saying that insurance is going to be right for everybody. I'm not saying that a 401k is right for everybody. I'm not saying that an IRA is right for everybody. I'm not saying that a brokerage is right for everybody. Okay. It's about finding out what's going to work best for you, learning about it, realizing that whether it's a 401k, whether it's an IRA, whether it's a brokerage account, whether it's a life insurance account, everybody is trying to profit, right? So they are going to profit from it, but they are also trying to help their customers or their clients say, because if they don't, then they don't make any money. So we have to open up our minds to the possibility is what we can do. And the younger that you start, the better it is going to be in any one of those situations. And if you're really going to focus on getting yourself out of those situations, you might have to put in a lot of work. If you took up a part-time job, if you started teaching people the thing that you learn, if you started a YouTube channel, if you wrote a book, if you coached people, if you made classes, if you made seminars, if you made webinars, if you started a podcast and that was your main thing or a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel, there is all kinds of opportunities out there to make money and you can share the knowledge that you learned in college.
And the one thing that I will say about college that I wish that I would have learned, and I sat down and I talked to my niece about this the other day, is only take out what you can make. If she's going to go to school to be a licensed counselor and their average income is $50,000, $60,000, then that is the max that she should take out in loans. And she should find and fight for every other possibility to not take that out, whether it's working two jobs, whether it's working three jobs. And again, I'm not saying that it should be that way, but you have to get over what should be the way that it is. Play the game and then work to change the game as you get older and you go through life and build your career. We'll be right back. All right. Taxes are upon us. Taxes can be complicated and stressful, but there are lots of things that you can do to make tax filing easier in 2024. And the one thing that I want to talk about is I actually do really enjoy taxes. The one thing that I get frustrated the most out of the things that I do on a regular day-to-day basis is I get frustrated the most about doing legal documents. I don't like writing legal documents. I don't like reviewing legal documents. I don't like to have anything to do with contracts or documents in general. And it seems that I am doing them all of the time. And that is something that I'm really focusing on not doing moving forward. Like if someone said, Hey, Jeremy, I'll pay you $300,000 to do contract. I go, go fuck yourself. That would be my exact answer when it comes to that. I, there are people out there that like doing that. There are people out there that paid a lot of money to do that. I would rather pay those people. But what I do like is tax planning, taxes, wealth advisement, because that's literally what I went to school for. And uh, one of the things that I really did want to do at one point in time, but I took a different route because it did turn out for me. But if I could go back and do it, I probably wouldn't do it the same. And all of life would be different is I would have focused on taxation, um, along with a master's degree in accounting, eventually did get a CPA and go forward. If I could go even further back, as you all know, I would really have focused on music and then probably hopefully have gotten an MBA. I think everybody in the world should have an MBA. I know that Elon Musk and them say that, well, MBAs work for me or whatever the case is. And that's why, because he needs MBAs. Everybody needs MBAs at some point in time because they understand of all of business administration and business management. Same thing. Why, if you're working in the government, you should get a master's in public administration because it helps understanding how those things work in totality and it helps you run governments. But I digress. I enjoy taxes. If I could spend most of my day helping people with taxes, wealth planning and life management, or sorry, um, wealth planning and tax management, and I guess life management, because I do that now, that is what I would enjoy doing and spending more time learning about the taxes in my mind when I think about the future, not only being the treasurer of the great state of Arizona or the treasurer of the great county of Maricopa, I would love to be uh, the head of the IRS or a deputy director of the IRS, though that type of thing interests me. I like the idea of tax. I like the idea of pulling money together and making amazing stuff for all of the people inside of our community. And if you think I'm a communist for that, well, then you probably haven't been following me because I do traditionally agree with most communistic thought. However, whether or not taxes really get involved with that and what we really think of communism, know about communism, that's a different story. Um, But 
that's something I believe in. Um, and I think that taxes are a great thing and can be utilized for the greater good. But, and that's why it's so important that we're planning it and we're managing it right. And that the IRS is doing right. And the government is doing right with the money that we fucking give them. <laughs> Excuse my language. Now, that being said, taxes are upon us. It's tax filing season. And here are some tips that I stole from artificial intelligence. And the reason why I do that is because you need to start utilizing artificial intelligence to get your information and to also make your podcast. So you should start a podcast and you should reach out to me at Age of Radio to get your podcast going and you should use artificial intelligence to come up with the concepts and ideas for your podcast so it doesn't get stale and then make it your own and it's amazing and that's why we are here. So the first thing that I would recommend everybody, every single person do right now is go to irs.gov and make sure that your account is set up. That has been one of the greatest things and there's Kylo and Bain again wanting to be heard about their tax situation if you can hear them in the background. But essentially, you what's great about it is I can view all of my tax account balances that I have for the last couple of years for which we owe money. You can look at your payment history. You can see all that. One of the things that the Obama administration did very, very well and no one really knows about is all the digitization that they did for the government to make it easier for us on a federal level to get information that pertains to us. And one of those I feel is irs.gov. It works really, really great. It's easy to use. I use it for my P10 for filing taxes. I use it to go and manage my account. I use it to make payments, to make sure that I'm paying extra in for our distribution money that we get from all of our businesses. And it really, really helps. The next thing that I think is super important when it comes to taxes is making sure that all of your stuff is organized. So when you're getting ready to prepare taxes, it's best to have all of your information in one place, gather and organize all of your tax records. You will need the documents that show your income, the documents that show your deductions, credits, and payments for the year 2023. Some common forms that you might think that you need are W-2s, 1099s, 1098s, you might need receipts, invoices, and what's great is there is a tax prep checklist that I'm going to link to in the episode description so that you can utilize that to help prepare you to pay to get ready for your taxes. And I will be honest, the wealthier you become and the more assets that you start getting and the more income, the more complicated the taxes get, and that's when you should really hire someone to do it. But most of the time, you can do it yourself. The other thing that I would really recommend is that if a lot of stuff is going to come in, in the mail to a lot of people for this stuff. So I would recommend getting Adobe scan. You might have to get an Adobe account to use it, but I highly recommend it or use Microsoft office lens. I think it is. And you can like take pictures with your phone and it turns it into a PDF. And that's one of the things that works really, really well when it comes to organizing your documents. And then if you link that over to a Microsoft OneDrive, you can have all of your documents in one place. And if it's OneDrive account, you could share it with people or if you keep it in a Google Drive, whatever the case is. But archiving and organizing your files needs to be one of the main things that you should be doing and getting better at over time, especially if you are involved with business and you're involved with governance and you're involved with all the things that I talk about on this podcast. So I recommend that you do that. And again, in the episode description, there's going to be a tax prep checklist, the link that you can go to, 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 to utilize, to help you make sure that you're ready for your taxes. Um, one of the things that the AI spit out, I'm just going to say this, even though 
I don't know if it's going to apply to everyone. Check your individual tax identification number. If you use an um, if you use an individual tax identification number, which is usually an I-10, instead of a social security number to file taxes, make sure that it's not expired or expiring soon. You can renew your I-10 online or by mail before you file your tax return. Actually, I guess that is a really good tip because I forgot that the I-10s expire and that would be very, very beneficial and would be shitty if you go to file your taxes and your I-10s expired and you can't file your taxes. The next thing is make sure that you withheld enough tax, obviously. Um, if you have income from sources that do not hold with taxes, such as self-employment, gig work, or investments, you may need to make estimated payments during the year. And that's one of the reasons why I feel that having the IRS gov account set up so that you could pay into that, even though um, you don't want to overpay because if you're overpay, you're essentially lending the government money without any interest on it. Yet if they, you don't pay them, they'll charge the interest to you, which is the, one of the biggest scams that, that I will say right there, that is one of the things that, that where there's robbery. I don't think tax taxation is theft. That's not my opinion. I think taxation can be a good thing and we can cre create amazing shit inside of it. But the fact that if you can't pay it and they're going to charge an interest for you on it, but if you overpay, you don't get any fucking interest from them. So if there is something that we should fight for, that is something that we should definitely fight for to not have happen because that's crap. Either they need to get rid of that borrowing interest or the other way around to make it fair in my opinion. But I'm sure there's some scholars out there that are like, you're crazy, Jeremy, you're crazy, but they're crazy. That's theft. I don't really want to go to scholarly debate about it or academic debate about it, but I think that that's a bunch of shit in my personal opinion. Now, um, so I'm also going to link in the episode description, an IRS tax withholding estimator that you can utilize, um, as well. Again, we're all about providing resources and tips for you to use. And that is another one to help make sure that you are withholding the right amount of taxes and paying the right amount of taxes to see if you need to adjust your withholdings or a lot of us are doing gig work. I mean, that's what I just talked about in the beginning of the podcast and making sure that you're working hundred hours a week. You're going to have to pay taxes on that. So uh, the other thing that people need to do is get banked. Um, so I know that that sounds weird, especially depending on where you're at in society, but there are a lot of people that don't have bank accounts that it's difficult for them to get a bank account. And that is one of the things that we need to work on as a society to make sure everybody has, because we are move away from cash. We need to have checks. We need to have a checking account. We need to have a savings account and not everybody has access to checking accounts and savings accounts. Uh, but if you don't have one, make sure that you set one up because when you receive your tax refund, it can be by direct deposit and this is a lot easier and faster to utilize. And the one thing that the government sucks at is it's slow. So anytime that we can speed up what happens with the government, actually, I take that back. They're actually pretty good. Our, our, our IRS system, I feel our tax system is actually pretty efficient, not the taxing, not the taxes themselves, but, but the, the technology that we utilize to do, um, to get the, 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 the filing in and to get the payments back works really good. And it works really, really well. If you have a bank account set up, the other thing that you need to learn about are the tax law changes and what to consider with filing in 2024. That's why I'm always encouraging everybody to get really good at reading because the better you can get at reading, the better you can utilize this IRS page link that I'm going to put in the episode description. That's going to outline what's 
new and what to consider when filing in 2024. Some of the topics include stimulus payments, child tax credits, earned income tax credits, recovery rebate credits, standard deduction, itemized deductions, and etc. So if you are staying up to date on what's happening with the IRS, and that's one of the things that I will try to do on the next episode that I do on some of those changes, then you are staying up to date on what is going on. And that will help you make better decisions into the future. Because again, we want to pay our taxes. We want to make sure that they're doing good stuff with it. We want to make sure our state and cities and counties are doing good stuff with it. And the only way to know what they're doing is to make sure what the laws are and then to make sure that we're governing them properly. But unfortunately, that takes a lot of time and energy, but it is worth it in the long run because you have a say in what happens if you put in the time. You will only get out of life what you put into it is what I always say. And if you put in time to learn about this stuff and hold people accountable, then you will do better in life. So in the episode description, there's going to be a tax prep checklist link. There is going to be an IRS tax withholding estimator link, and there's going to be a link to the IRS page for the changes that is happening with the tax tax changes, any tax changes that we need to know about. And so again, take some time, learn, go through this and make sure that you stay on track to file your taxes. And if you have any questions, you can DM me on Instagram or Snapchat me, probably DM me on Instagram. I've moved away from Snapchat because I've really been focusing on the TikTok and Instagram a lot and going more lives and then making the videos for Age of Radio and finding more people to make videos for Age of Radio. So so DM me on Instagram um, or if you're in the Academy uh, of the Warrior Academy, you can, you can message me and I will work to get back to you. So that being said, as I always say, Namo Amida Butsu, be thankful, grateful, and kind, and we will talk with you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into The Age of Jeremy. If you liked this podcast, make sure that you like and subscribe to it. If you didn't like this podcast, then put that you didn't like it or leave a review and let me know because the more reviews you put, the better the podcast goes, whether they're good or bad, it will go out into the universe and more people will find it. Uh, the opening song was Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. The closing song was Starting Each Other Recapitalism by Illuminati Hotties. And their lead singer actually won a Grammy for the band Boy Genius. Um, she was an engineer on one of that, so good for her. And I use Neumann microphones. This I recorded into my Zoom L8. I use Steinberg's Cubase and I use Wade's plugins. And without further ado, one last time, be thankful, grateful, and kind, and we will talk with you next time. Bye. Settle.